Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me as ever is Greg Brown and how's it going Greg? Doing good thank you, doing well. Good, we are back again this week, just ourselves this week, no third wheel for us on the podcast this week so we'll rattle through the, the Scottish games as we always do. Uh, how's your week been so far? Been busy, busy week, very excited though, big big day tomorrow. Yeah, you're up tomorrow train eh? to Dingwall to watch St Johnston play Ross County so that'll be a good day out. That's yeah. a massive, massive game as well. Yeah. You'll take a crowd there, eh? Yeah, I think there's 500 guys going up, which is good for us. Um, but yeah, it's more of a, a bonding drinking day as well. So it could be a long, a long day ahead. And it's a proper six-pointer, this one. It really is. If we win that match, then we're in a fantastic position. A point behind Ross County. Lots of games still to play. And hopefully we'd move up ahead of Dundee as well. So it's a real six-pointer, this one. And if we can get a result here... We're right back in the mix. If we lose it, then I think we go seven points behind Ross County. So it's a massive, massive game. But it'll yeah. be a great day out. Yeah, we'll cover that in a wee bit more detail when we get to it. Uh, before we move on, last week's podcast was pretty decent in terms of results. Yeah, the podcast in 2022 have been really good, to be fair. We got another cracking weekend last weekend. Come on it to score two against Wraith Rovers. We had Celtic Corners on the Thursday night against Bora Glimt and Celtic Corners again on the Sunday against Dundee. We had Dundee United Corners at home to Rangers and obviously St Johnston won, which is great, against Hearts and Dundee got beat. So a good weekend all in. Yeah, and let's not forget Cowden Beath, eh? Yes, well done. Great shout. <laughs> Two to one. Really good shout. Yeah, I actually quite like the look of them tonight again. They're away to Edinburgh uh, this evening, Friday night. Um, and they're three to one. Uh, but we'll, we can maybe touch on that once we get to lower leagues as well. So we'll see how that goes. But we've got plenty lined up this weekend. Um, I can't, there's been so many managerial changes. I can't remember which ones we covered last week and which ones are new this week. Um, Jim Goodwin, Aberdeen, Mark McGee at Dundee and Stephen Robinson in, at St Mirren. I don't recall such a busy week in terms of managerial appointments. And there's been that many changes now. I'm fairly certain that Callum Davidson... He's the longest serving yeah, manager in I think the league. Could be right. yeah. <laughs> and he's only be been right. there a year and a half. Wow. So I guess that's testament to modern day football. Yeah. Uh, managers don't get long in this day and age. That is rubbish, isn't it? Uh, and I think there's been a few further down the leagues as well, but um, those are the main ones in the Premiership. And we're approaching the business end of the Premiership 11 games to go, 11 cup finals for most teams, and only six games to the split. Um, how do you see things shaping up from here on in? Oh, it's really fascinating, isn't it? I think other than Hearts, who are in no man's land, who are playing really poorly, um, everything, everyone's got something to play for. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not saying Hearts don't have something to play for, but obviously you've got a tip and toe at the top between Celtic and Rangers. Every week for them is a, a cup final. Nobody can afford any slip-ups, especially Rangers, uh, being three points behind. And that battle for top six, it's just a, a medley of rubbish teams. <laughs> it, it really is. There's nothing between the sides. You've got Livingston, St Mirren, Dungeon United, Motherwell. Who else is in there? Um, Aberdeen. Yeah, there's like six teams. There's seven teams spread over seven points, vying for three places. Yeah, and usually what you tend to find is you've got maybe four or five teams having good seasons, and there's only one top six place left. But as I keep on saying, the standard in the league this season. 
nobody has put a run together. Mm-hmm. Teams go on five game winning runs, seven game losing runs, yeah. and it's been like that all season. So it's going to go to the last day, I think, in yeah, terms of who so. gets um, European places. The, the split will go to the last day before the split as well. And at the bottom, obviously Dundee bottom, St Johnston second bottom, but they're not that far behind the teams above them. So lots to play for. Yeah, and I guess from a split point of view, it's the financial importance of finishing the top six for most of these clubs. Talking probably a couple of hundred thousand pound, I think, between mm-hmm. team places, between finishing fourth and finishing sixth. So that's a lot of money for Scottish clubs. And definitely, um, I'm sure the chairman will let the managers know by finishing that extra place above will impact their uh, transfer budget for the following season. So, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating um, final couple of months. Uh, lots to play for. Indeed, and we'll start off this week with a couple of teams who are all, you know, vying for that position, and it's the once coined new firm, Derby at Pitordry, and it's Aberdeen v Dundee United. It's a really tough one to call. Obviously, Jim Goodwin just in the door. I think he took his place on the bench at Motherwell last week in that one-all draw. Mm-hmm. So they'll be looking at home. They've been pretty steady at home this season, Aberdeen. Uh, I think you've got the added incentive of it being Alex Ferguson Day. At Pitodry. No pressure. No uh, pressure. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure he'll be in attendance, Alex Ferguson, and they'll, they'll be unveiling the, the statue. Following the, the park. St Mirren to Aberdeen. Yeah, good luck, Jim. <laughs> no pressure. And do you know so, what? He needs to kind of hit the, the ground running. Aberdeen haven't won it seven, I think it is now. Yeah, um, uh, just horrendous. Really, really, really poor season from Aberdeen, considering uh, the quality that they seemingly have in that squad. Having said that, win tomorrow. They're on 34 points, potentially draws them level with Hibs and D-United and Motherwell. Um, and looking at the goal difference, they could actually move into fourth tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's, it's, it's such a tight league and no one's, I think, out of those teams you mentioned before, other than the top two in Hearts, no one's really had a good season so far. So this is a really tough game for United. They played really well last weekend against Rangers, to be fair to them. Um, it was a really good, good performance from United. But I think with Aberdeen's home form... And the fact is, I think it's a sellout on Saturday for Good. the Alex Ferguson day. Good. I think Aberdeen could maybe just sneak a result here. But with United, I think there's goals in that team in United. They haven't probably properly clicked yet with Tony Watt being there. But I think two goals in this match and four Aberdeen corners is, is a pretty strong shout at 4-5. to five. Yeah, I'm just looking at the... I mean, the United haven't scored a lot of goals, but I think since the turn of the year, they've actually done really well. It's only one defeat in eight, and that one was the, the late goal to Celtic 1-0. So, they'll, you know, they'll fancy their chances going to put Audrey. Yeah, I think Aberdeen have picked up most of their points at home this season. Their away form has been pretty fat. Their away form's a disgrace. Um, it's probably the worst away form any Aberdeen side have ever had. Oh, I don't know. There's been some poor Aberdeen sides <laughs> in the last 10, 20 years. But they'll be, they'll be glad that they're back at home. And obviously, with Jim Goodman in there as well, you'd expect them to get some sort of lift from that. Um, I, so. I definitely don't think Aberdeen will lose this game. And there's um, various ways to go about this match. But I think two goals in the game and at least four Aberdeen corners is worth backing. Where's that pay? That's four to five with bet three six five. Okay, so that's our first tip of the week. Next up, we're going to have a wee look at Dundee v Livingston. I can't remember if we did discuss Mark McGee's appointment last week. I think we probably did. Um, yeah, Dundee, two points behind your beloved St. Johnson. They've got a game in hand. They really need to pick up wins and certainly pick up game wins against teams like Livingston at home, don't they? They'll have this, Mark. This is a massive one for Dundee, a massive game for Dundee. 
they'll have this marked out as a as a must win three pointer. But they're playing a Livingston side who you have to say are one of the few teams that have probably had a decent season after a kind of very tough start. Mm-hmm. The bookies can't separate these two really. Nineteen to ten for Dundee and thirteen to eight for Livingston. Livy ten points ahead of Dundee, which is for them, which is great. Obviously Dundee yeah. bottom of the league. A win here, thirteen points ahead, that pretty much not mathematically secures them not finishing bottom, but pretty much does. Um, I could not call this game. I think Dundee will be on the front foot, and there's probably an angle here in Dundee corners, but I'll be fully supporting the Lions, and hopefully Livingston batter them 5-0. Not looked at Dundee cards? Well, <laughs> probably got the Premiership. There's so many teams now who are good for a card. Dundee, Livingston, Motherwell, St Johnston, Ross County... The list goes on. Hard to find a bit of value, but yeah, we wouldn't be surprised to see both teams get a card here. There's a few of our favourites in amongst the Dean Livingston, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, just looking at Libby, and it's kind of symptomatic that really. we've already spoken about the Dean United's great run of just one defeat in eight. Livingston, just two defeats in nine. One of those was the Rangers. I think St Mirren have got fairly decent kind of stats as well in terms of numbers of defeats. Potentially just too many draws for a lot of these teams at the moment. Yeah, draws are killers in this league. Um, looking through a lot of the teams, St Mirren included, if they turn some of those draws into wins, they'd be even closer to fourth position than they, than they are now. Yeah. But I think Livy will go here and probably be quite happy with the draw. But yeah. Dundee definitely need to start picking up points at home against a side who you would argue they should have a good chance of beating. But it'll be a tough game. Yeah. Okay, so no bet on that one for us? No bet here, no. Okay, uh, next up, we've touched on match of the day, and we're not being biased here. It is genuinely <laughs> probably match of the day in the Premiership. It's Ross County v St Johnson, just four points between the sides. Ross County, could you get sucked into this uh, relegation battle if they lose this tomorrow, Greg? They could, they absolutely could. Uh, just one win in seven now for Ross County, uh, despite all their plaudits in terms of goal scoring, still conceding far too many goals. And they're finding themselves almost, if they lose this one, they are right in the mix, especially if Dundee get a result as well. Mm-hmm. So they'll know that. So I think Ross County know if they can get a result on Saturday, that'll go a long way to securing their uh, place in the league for next season. But St Johnston just one defeat in six. Um, recruited well in January. Some of the players who've come in have done really well so far. Uh, really a massive, massive win last weekend at home to Hearts, who have lost yet another away game. And I think that's them now 15 games in pair for that win. Uh, 2012 is the last time Hearts won in Perth. That's almost, a, that's almost as many as St Johnson went in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> so huge win, and what it's done is it's totally um, it's totally kicked off the season again now for us. Obviously after that Kelty Hearts defeat, it was a bit of a tough time for the players, yeah, the fans. It was a bit dire, disconnect, it? but everyone, every, you know what it's like in football. A couple of victories and everything's hunky dory again. So yeah, yeah. Huge game on Saturday, and I'll be there celebrating, hopefully, two match goals. Now, there's been at least two goals now in 11 of Ross County's last 12 home matches. Um, there's been six, There's been at least two goals in each of St. Johnson's last six away from home. And I think in this head-to-head here as well, there's been at least um, two goals in the match. So I fully expect there to be at least two goals, given the what's at stake. We need to win this. A draw's not good for us. We have to win this match. And uh, looking at our corner performances since the turn of the year, on that one loss in six, 
eight corners, six corners, seven corners, five corners, four corners, six corners. So there's no doubt at all we can hit at least four corners on Saturday. And two goals in the game and four St Johnson corners pays six to five on the bet, thesis five bet bonus. I suppose the encouraging thing from St Johnson is that they've actually managed to score a few goals in the last few weeks as well. Yeah, we are scoring goals, which is a, which is a, a far cry from where we were <laughs> yeah. um, the majority of the season. Um, the, Cal Henry's come back from Kilmarnock and Lone and done yep. really well. Ali Crawford's picking up some really crucial goals for us. Um, Holberg's come in from Hibs. He's been a great signing um, for us so far. So confident we can get a result here, but I, I do think we'll see at least two goals in the game given how Ross County's games pan out. They are a threat going forward, but they don't keep many clean sheets. And given what's at stake for us, um, fully expecting us to get on the score sheet. Yeah, goals are never... And when that happens, I'll, I'll be trackside. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the night in the ding, ding ball cells. Um, yeah, goals are never too far away in the Ross County games. They, I think, have conceded, yeah, they've conceded most goals in the league, and their 38 scored is bettered only by Celtic and Rangers in the league as well. So goals are, are pretty much guaranteed whenever Ross County play. Yeah, there's plenty of candidates in this game for cards as well. I might have another in-depth look at the card markets here. Uh, we've got Dan Cleary, who's really short these days. He's kind of 6-5. to five. Murray Davison will be short as well. I think Ross County have got Baldwin, Peyton, um, they've got Callahan. There's candidates across both sides for a card. So there's definitely an opportunity here for a little three or four team player accumulator. Um, on maybe, I think there's eight between the two, I would say, that stand out. Okay. Well, with all apologies to any Ross County listeners, I hope you have a, hope you have a good day. I hope everything goes your way because uh, it could get even more exciting down the bottom of the table. Uh, last game on in the Premiership on uh, Saturday is St Mirren v Hearts and we were speaking before we started recording here, Greg, this, it's hard to know what way this one's going to go. Um, St Mirren, believe it or not, are the forum team outside Celtic in the Premier League. They've taken 14 points from their last 18, which is just phenomenal stuff. But obviously Jim Goodwin has now gone. He's gone to Aberdeen and they brought in Stephen Robinson. Well, it's a fairly shrewd appointment, I think, you know. Um, I think the difficulty for Robinson is that usually when managers go into a club, clubs are at a fairly low ebb, whereas he's actually walking into St Mirren. They're probably enjoying the best run of form that they've had in years. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's going to be a, not a tough gig for Robinson, but like you say, usually you're expecting a team to be struggling. New manager comes in, they get a lift from that. I'm not sure how this game's going to pan out. Obviously, it's Stephen Robinson's first game in charge. He knows the league really well. I quite like him. I think he's a bit of a moaner. He does like a moan, especially when <laughs> things aren't going his way. Who doesn't? <laughs> but he is the king of moaning, I think, and blaming other people and officials and all that sort of stuff. But very good appointment. Um, I know Div was very, very pleased yeah. to get him in. Obviously, that's after he spent maybe three days crying at the <laughs> departure of uh, Jim Goodwin. But in terms of this match itself, surprise to see St Mirren is the biggest 21 to 10. Mm-hmm. Now, I said last week, Hearts in Perth at 17 to 20 was way too short and should be fully opposed. And I have to say again, I would fully be opposing Hearts here at 7 to 5. 7 to 5 isn't the worst of prices, but they're playing, as you say, one of the informed teams in the league. Just one loss in 11 games now for St Mirren. Six wins in 33 away games in the Premiership for Hearts. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, so that goes back back three, four seasons? Goes back to 2019. 
in and their to last be fair, I think a lot of those ones have come this season. Mm. Um, but they don't win that many games in the road hearts. They don't do well in Perth. They don't do well in Paisley either. I don't think they've got a great record in Paisley. So they're really going to have to sort out that away form. Um, don't get me wrong, they've had a good season hearts. Then the next one in the Scottish Cup. And they're playing St Mirren in the Scottish Cup at home in a couple of weeks. So definitely been a very good season for Robbie Nielsen. But at the moment, a bit of a mid-season lull for them. I was going to ask, is it a case that they've kind of switched off a wee bit? I mean, you touched on the fact that out of the 12 teams in the league, they're probably the one that's kind of little to play for. They're nine points clear of the teams below them. They're miles behind Rangers who are in second place. Um, still a long way to go here. Yeah, I think what's happened here is because they've had such a good start to the season and a good season so far, Hearts, every side in this league is going to have a little run mm-hmm. where things don't go well, um, especially teams like Hearts, Aberdeen, Hibs. So that's what's happening at the moment. But they need to address that and they need to get uh, a win on the board again. But I don't think they'll be doing that on, on Saturday. I can see this game being a draw. Possibly an angle here again for cards. Uh, both teams to maybe get four corners. Could be a shout. Okay. Okay, we'll see how that one pans out. Um, that takes us on to Sunday, kicking off at lunchtime. We've got Celtic's visit to Hibernian. Uh, Celtic probably let a lot of punters down last night, who <sighs> would have maybe piled into corners, maybe even the result last night. But uh, manager Ange Postecoglou named a, a fairly weakened team, probably four or five first-team starters. Um, didn't make the start in 11. Um, so the pressure's on, I think, a wee bit on Sunday. Greg, ha- having done that, um, he's obviously going to go full strength at Easter Road and they really just need to keep winning Celtic. Yeah, I think we definitely got stitched up last night. I, I don't think anyone expected him to make five or six changes. Yota, Abada, McGregor, Carter Vickers, Janovic, all benched. And when I saw that Celtic team come out last night, my heart sank. Hmm. Uh, which for me... I do get it. I do get at least a priority. But for me, if you're the manager of Celtic and you've got a two-goal deficit to make up in European football, you have to go with your best team. So a lot of Celtic fans won't really care now. It's done, they're out. They could need to focus on. But I want to say this from a betting perspective because obviously that's what let us down last night. If Celtic started full strength, um, it might be a different story. But mm-hmm. punters were let down last night and I don't think anyone expected to have such sweeping changes. Yeah, I guess it's the danger of any cup competition. You know, you are always um, at the mercy of the, the manager's will in terms of what, what team they're going to pick, whether it be, you know, the Europa Conference or the League Cup. You know, you just never know. Yeah, but one thing is for sure, is, to your point, this is a massive game for Celtic and the pressure is on t- to get a result here, especially after um, resting so many kind of key players. So they'll be fresh for this in terms of full strength, pretty much. I don't know what the situation with Kyogo is, if he's still injured. He's been injured for a while now. What's happened to him? Yeah, the last I've heard is very, very little, to be honest. Um, there are some rumours that he's going to be out for the rest of the season, but there's, there's others saying he's, he's not too far away at all. So it's all been kept very much under wraps. But I think with Yota back and Abada back in the wings, um, what it does do, it, it fully supports Celtic corners. Now, if you have to go back through this season so far, we've made a lot of money back in Celtic corners. Uh, not last night, I hasn't had, but I, I think we can forgive last night based on the fact there was a reserve team or a, a kind of makeshift team that was played. Seven to five Celtic are to get four first half corners, which I think is a massive, massive price. And I don't think you can make a case to back against it. 
Um, I think obviously a bit different being away from Celtic Park, but I think given the way Celtic have started matches, the rested key players, it's a huge, huge game. They come out the traps pretty quickly, Celtic. I think to get four first half corners in this game at 75 is very attractive and is worth backing. Yeah, and they also they kind of raced out the traps the last time at Easter Road. I think they were 3 0 up at half time uh, last time at Easter Road. And it's something we've touched on a lot. It's just how, how fast they, they tend to start. Uh, in most games, not every game, but most games. And I think there will be a wee bit of a, a reaction potentially after last night's result as well. You know, they will know that they've got to go and get a result after after what happened last night. And of course, a win would, would put them six points ahead of Rangers before Rangers kick off at 3pm. You've obviously been reading my notes, haven't you? I've got written down <laughs> six points behind Celtic potentially come their kickoff time on Sunday afternoon yeah. for Rangers. Now, we spoke pre-podcast Clubs never ever reached the levels that they reached after a massive win in Europe. Yeah, and they so, don't come much bigger than, than Rangers win last night, to be fair. No. So well, I must have la- sorry, their draw last night, but going through the going through in the tie, they did what did absolutely. Well, yeah, what just, they had just to do. on that yeah. though, what what a result that was for Rangers. I don't Incredible. think anyone yeah. they played the tournament favourites, um German Giants, and they've obviously knocked them out, scored a lot of goals against them. <laughs> I had yeah. through to the next round against I think Red Star, is it? I believe so, yeah. So what a night for Rangers, what a night for their fans. Um that won't be forgotten about for for a long for years to come. It's probably one of the biggest results of any Scottish side in, in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, probably since St Johnston beat Rosenberg. Um, I was just going to say that. In <laughs> <laughs> but they need to just forget about Thursday night now. And this is a massive, massive game, especially given the fact there's a very good chance they'll find themselves six points behind. So I don't think this is going to go all Rangers' way on Sunday. I do expect them to win the match, but Motherwell will be tricky to break down. I don't think there'll be much in this, possibly a 1-0 or 2-0 home win. But what I do like the look of, though, is Motherwell to get three corners at 4-5. to five. And I think they're more than capable of doing that, given some of the numbers they've been hitting away from home this season, Motherwell. Yeah, I don't think Motherwell have got a particularly good record against Rangers at all. Um, but, you know, if you're going to go to Ibrox, you probably want to do it off the back of a, a fairly intense uh, European night on a Thursday night, don't you? Yeah, just, I don't have any data or, or stats to back this up, but... There's some homework for you. There's some homework for somebody else. Um, <laughs> I just think you tend to find when someone gets a really, really good result in Europe, that the, the next match in the league, never they never rise to that level of performance. So I think I'm not saying it took it out of them last night. Uh, watch this; they'll go win six 0 now. But <laughs> I just think it'll be a tighter game than some people may think it's going to be. Yeah, and Motherwell got a draw there uh, early in the season, so you know there's there's some hope there that they will take take game to Rangers a wee bit um, and maybe maybe leave with leave Ibrooks with something. If not, they can lose six nil all they want as long as they get their three corners. As long as they get their corners, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what price is that? Uh, four to five, and that's with bet thesis five. Okay, we'll recap all these bets towards the end of the podcast before we finish. So that's just covered the Premiership. There's a few in the Championship that you quite like the look of as well. We'll start off with Air United against Queen of South who are really struggling at the bottom of the table. Yeah, I got a message from Stuart. He's one of our members um, on a Sunday afternoon, not long after prices came out, and he was asking me why Air United weren't supernapped already <laughs> in the home match against Queen of the South. And you have to hand it to Lee Bullen. 
Uh, what, what a start he's had air. They went away to Inverness last weekend at 2-1. to uh, Sorry, 1-2-1, sorry. And they delivered us a 72 winner for them to score two goals. Mm-hmm. And they also beat Kilmarnock in the Ayrshire Derby the previous week, 2-1. Yeah. So, some massive results for them. They're at home. They were 6-5 to to win this match at the start of the week. I think they're 23-20 now against a Queen of the South side who parted ways with Alan Johnson and Sandy Clark. I think it's now a management duo of Willie Gibson and... It might just be Willie Gibson, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies to the South fans, I'll find out. You're on your own here. I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, Willie Gibson's the manager there. Have been about the blocks, I think, um, for quite a lot of clubs, Willie Gibson. Mm-hmm. Three points and 21, though, from for Queen of the South. One win in nine away from home. They've shipped two or more goals now in seven of their last nine matches. But looking through their games, though, a lot of goals in their matches away from home. Uh, they have scored in 13 of their 15 away games. So I just think if they want to win this, there's a high chance Queen of the South will score in this match. And if they do, obviously, they are going to have to score twice. Mm-hmm. So rather than take the air win, I'm going to take Ayr to score two or more goals at 75. Yeah. This is kind of a wee bit like St Johnson Ross County game. It's kind of last chance. So we're in a wee bit for Queen of the South here against Air United. Um, Air United win, then it moves in 12 points ahead of Queen of the South. Uh, so the Hamers really need to get a result here. They do, but they're playing a team who will be full of confidence. Yep. I think um, since Lee Bones come in, I think morale in the camp at Somerset Park's really good on and off the pitch. And obviously last weekend's result Inverness was a great result for them to move them way clear now. So. You have to say, in terms of the price for this match, Air look overpriced, and it's difficult to make a case against them. Mm-hmm. So you put up earlier in the week over two and a half goals at 75 with Unibet, so you've obviously been shopping around for the best price. Uh, it's now 5-4, to four, Bet365, still backable at that price? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Kilmarnock are away to Dunfermline, um, and the final is as if they found their groove a wee bit under Derek McInnes, and it's two wins in the draw. Kyle Lafferty scored four in his last two, five in total, and uh, just proving why McInnes was so keen to get him in now. They're 65 to win it in Fernwind tomorrow. Yeah, we said that Lafferty would come in and score goals, and that's exactly what he's done. Um, he's been pivotal in the last couple of weeks anyway. As you say, five goals scored. I must admit, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking rather sheepish, <laughs> um, having tipped Kilmarnock to win the league on the channel. Um at 6-4 to four, had backed them at Arbroath had backed them at home to Ayr they lost both matches and at one point they were they were getting beat at home to Morton no, Dunfermline, sorry so at one point maybe a couple of weeks ago their title ambitions were over but they came back in that match um, I think it was a late Kyle Lafferty double to beat Dunfermline 2-1 and they easily disposed of a struggling with Rovers team last weekend 3-0 so Kelly find themselves joint top, albeit they've played a game more than Arbroath. Arbroath are away at Morton on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Morton are flying. Yeah, what a job they've done. It's not going to be easy, is it? It's definitely <laughs> not. So I'm all aboard the Morton train on on Saturday. <laughs> For a great couple of months since he's come in, um, Dougie Emery. I don't think anyone expected him not to do well, but as well as he's done with that with that team. So I think Morton are one of the form teams in the league in a tough game for our growth on Saturday yeah. but in this match I wait on Fairland I guess on Fairland since that 5-0 battering at Greenock Morton they have picked up they've beaten Hamilton 1-0 they beat Queen in the South 2-0 they've 
draws air and Inverness, no shame in that. And they'd be disappointed to have lost 2-1 at Robbie Park a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but let's think in terms of the price in this match, 75 over 2.5 goals. <laughs> it's a massive price. Um, I did look at the Asian line over two and two and a half, which is above even, so half dates back if there's two goals scored. But happy to take over 2.5 goals in this game. Very good chance the film will score. And as we've talked about, with Kill Lafferty involved, there's every chance Kelly will score two here. Yeah, um, I was actually just when you're talking about Infirmary, I was just wondering how how they want that Area United Queen of the South game to go. You know, do they want Area United to lose, where well, they can still reel them in a wee bit, or are they quite happy for the United to win to make sure Queen of the South don't catch them up? So a bit like the Premiership, plenty to play for down at the bottom of the table. Uh, yeah, Kilmarnock. I mean, this could be the weekend where they overtake our both. Our both get a tricky tie at Morton. Um, and you'd think, I know we've kind of been <laughs> thinking this was going to happen for weeks, but once Kilmarnock hit the top, then it might, you know, signal them, you know, leading all the way to the end now. Yeah, I hope so. I, th- I think when I posted up about Kilmarnock at the start of January, for them to win the league at 6-4, I-, I-, I did say that, I'm not expecting Kilmarnock to set the header alight, I'm not expecting them to be winning games 4-5-0, and five now, but they recruited well in January, they've got a good manager in place, and I just think they'll do enough. Yeah. And so far, so good. They've clawed the back, clawed back the gap now to to equal points to Barbroth. A game played more, but a lot of points still up for grabs. And I think Kilmarnock can only get better now. Yeah. And this is a very tough game though on Saturday. Uh, although the Fenmen are twenty three points worse off and for a disastrous campaign, um, it won't be an easy game. I just think over two point five goals at seventy fives the right approach to take. Yeah. Okay. And as I say, it's a wee bit shorter than that now than it was earlier in the week, but still back up as long as it's above even money. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We've touched on the, the Morton Arbroath game very briefly. Is this the week Arbroath's run ends here? They've I dropped, hope so. They've dropped I, I, four points in the last two league games, two draws. Yeah, it's going to be like that for the rest of the season, I think. Teams dropping points. Uh, it's very, very tight. It's, it's a bit of a fascinating league, the championship in terms of the two splits, the five teams at the top and the five at the bottom. Mm. Um, but I'll be more than happy to see Arbroath start to drop more points. And I think I'm probably the only one or those that have backed Kilmarnock to win the league, um, which will probably be quite a lot of people, to be fair. Obviously, that fairy tale about Arbroath, I think David Weatherson made a really good point on Twitter um, a couple of weeks ago or last week, that although Arbroath are part-time, they're paying full-time wages, I think, mm. for some of these players. That's so, a dream, isn't it? Play, yeah, play part-time, so, yeah, full-time. <laughs> the fairy tale maybe isn't as fairy tale-ish as it appears. And don't mm. get me wrong, I think everyone wants to see Arbroath win that league. But I'll be more than happy for them to, to go down to Morton. Really tough place to go, given their form, and drop points. Yeah. Okay. And incidentally, 2-1 to one for the Morton win. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty decent. Uh, given the form that they're in, as you say, they are the forum team in the league. They're taking 13 points from their last 18, so that's not to be sniffed at. Uh, the last game that we've well, there's a game tonight, Hamilton Aki's v Inverness, which we'll leave alone, I think. Uh, but you quite like the look of Thistle. Um, again, another team who haven't lost a lot of games recently, probably far too many draws against Wraith Rovers, who are just an absolute disaster to have a club at the moment. Yeah, I'll touch upon Thistle first. They'll be devastated to have missed that penalty 0-0 mm. on Tuesday night against Morton. They scored that penalty. It's a bit of a farce, really. Um, Brian Graham took the penalty. Keeper saved it. 
he headed the rebound onto the post, then it was a scrimmage and the referee gave a free kick. That goes in on that tatty field. You have to expect this will win that match. And that brought that, that brought them right back into the mix in terms of automatic promotion to win that league, given they've got games in hand. Mm-hmm. But they lost 1-0. But I think away from home, this will much prefer the bowling green surface of Starts Park <laughs> compared to what they've been playing on at Furhill. And I know a lot's been made about the Furhill pitch, but it really is that bad. I do feel for the fans watching football on that pitch and okay. obviously the players. It's yeah. not nice. It's it's definitely the worst pitch in Scottish football. It would be it's probably worse than some army teams. <laughs> and that's no lie. So anyone wanting to look at the Furhill pitch, have a look on Twitter and you'll see just how bad it is. But away from home, if this all scoring goals, they have to get a win here, Thistle, but they can console themselves by the playing a, a Wraith Rover side who it's just been a disaster. 2022 has been a disaster for Wraith Rovers on and off the pitch. The whole good David, David Gavilli saga um, didn't help. That kind of rumbled on for a couple of weeks. Um, really put the club in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. But on the playing pitch themselves, no one in nine. They've played the bottom five teams no wins from those matches. They've lost two goals via Ayr, two via Broth, two via Morton, three via Queen of the South, three via Kelly last weekend. I just think the 17-10 to 10 on Thistle to score two goals here is, is too big. And I think given where Wraith are at and the fact that Thistle really need to get a win here, I think the 17-10 to 10 on two Thistle goals is worth taking on. Yeah, I mean, there's still, I mean, still some goals in that Thistle team. They've not been scoring a huge amount recently, but Still some pretty decent players in there that have scored plenty of goals this season. Yeah, they do. I just think it's a, I think it's a big price. I, was, I wasn't expecting the price to be as big as that, given how Wraith have been playing. But there's definitely... Again, it's one of those ones. Do you take this off to win the match? Well, I was going to ask or that. What, what's your decision there? To, well, each game, you take it in, in its own merit. But I just think there's a bigger chance of this all conceding a goal here. Because um, they do concede on a frequent basis away from home with this also I'm happy to take and score two instead Okay Alright that's us covered the championship into league one uh, we've got one bet in here is that right yeah No no bets in league one uh, I'm just going to speak about Airdrie at home to Clyde Yeah sorry um, Seven to ten is a is a massive place uh, I spoke to Div at the start of the week and that was a game that he called out straight away I think for him I think he's done that in his Pine Bovel treble which I don't think has landed since 1994. Oof, uh, harsh, very harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably accurate, but harsh. But I think he's done Airdrie to win and score two goals. And at that point, I think it was just about above even money. Mm-hmm. It might be bigger than that. So that does look a great shout. Airdrie are flying at the moment. Yeah. They really are. They're, they really are pushing Cove all the way. So that was a pretty solid shout. Cove are 4-5 at Aloha, which I'm not entirely convinced about that price. Aloha, you managed the result in last there? weekend. Brian Rice in charge yeah. now. They got a result last week, Aloha, at home, away to Dumbarton, sorry. Yeah. So I just think the 4-5 to five is a bit short for me and Cove. I, I would probably much rather take goals in this match. And over 2.5 goals in this match is, uh, I think it's 10-11 elsewhere. So it's not the worst of shouts for goals in that match. And finally, in League One, it has to be a a mental man or woman to take Falkirk eight to fifteen at home. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I do think they'll beat East Fife on Saturday, but 
I couldn't be backing them at that price. Not after their calamity defending against Peterhead on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm still a bit sore about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a few of those. Uh, yeah, another one I just wanted to point out in League One was Queen's Park, who have now drawn 15 of 25 games. It's just incredible. It is, isn't it? And they're not helped either by the fact that they ground share with Partick Thistle. Yeah. So they too will be playing on the Potato Bowl on <laughs> Saturday. So it's a it's a tough one, um, that match. I don't think there'll be many goals in that one. Uh, yeah. Again, I would not be surprised to see it in the draw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the draw is 21 to 10, just if anyone's interested in a 16th Queen's Park draw <laughs> season. Uh, okay. And the League Two, not a lot standing out in League Two. The one that I quite like to look off just off the back of their win last week was Cowden Beath tonight at Edinburgh City. They're 3 to 1. Uh, Edinburgh City have lost their last two. Cowden Beath took Kelty Harps to, I think, the last 10 minutes. They conceded a penalty in midweek, lost 1-0. Uh, and prior to that, I think they'd won three of their last four. So just thought 3-1 was quite a big price. I know Kevin Beath are propping up the table. Um, but they actually looked after pretty decent form against a, an Edinburgh side who haven't really set the error like this, this season. No, it's a really funny league, League 2. What you tend to find is teams tend to go on really, really long, poor losing runs. But each team in that league, I think at some point, has gone on a five or six game winning run or undefeated run. And it's kind of beast turn now to be kind of flavour of the month. Yeah. Still in Albion have done it, Stenny have done it, Edinburgh City have done it. Obviously, Forfar and Kelty Hearts have been pretty consistent, so Varen. But yeah, it looks like Cowden Beath have turned the corner a little bit. As you say, they performed really well against Kelty Hearts midweek. And three to one looks a great price. Yeah, been a wee bit of money from since last night. It's now 11 to 4, Cowden Beath. So, yeah, might have a wee dabble in that. I think they were even money on the double chance. Might need to get you a well. Cowden Beath strip for your birthday, I think. <laughs> you can get one to fit me, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else in uh, League 2 on Saturday for you? Yeah, Kelty Hearts Vianen um, for goals. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I'm quite wary of Kelty Hearts recently. They're not scoring that many goals now. So, I've done well to avoid them in recent weeks. Um, I think a few folk would have been stung midweek with their scoring both halves, but I think it's, we've done three times now, it's landed each time. But yeah, they're not scoring as many goals, and it's quite a tough game against Annan. Um, four to six, over 2.5 goals in this match, but yeah, probably best left alone. Yeah, it's not a bad shout, though, 46. Yeah, so, yep. Southern amount of goals Kelly Hearts have been scoring this season. Okay, that was for the week. Yeah, so before we recap, um, a couple of things. So, League One and League Two in England have been pretty good for us for goals recently. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of go-to sides in those leagues at the moment. Um, any match involving Bolton at home yep. is a is goals leading. I think they scored another four in the, during, during the week there. Bolton, uh, Swindon have been pretty good for us as well. Um, and also Serie B, five games on Saturday at one o'clock, and it's a league you have to keep you have to stick with and back every week. But over one point five goals in all five. It didn't land on Wednesday. No, it didn't land on Tuesday, but it landed on Wednesday at just above 3-1. to one, And probably a goal again in the first half an hour. We got 4 out of 5 on Wednesday night just there and 4 out of 5 last Saturday. So it pays about 20-1. to one, And it's, it's a bit I like doing, but it's a bet you have to keep at. So just a couple of pointers out those ones. Yeah, so sorry, just to clarify, the, the goal inside the first half hour paid about 20-1. to one. Is that for 5? That's for 5, yeah. And you're over one and a half goals. Is that on a Skybet special or are you just doing that? No, just best price. Individually, um, usually William Hill have best price for that one. So that'll probably be about 72, I'd imagine, on Saturday. 
Okay. All right. Can you guys give us a wee recap of your best bets then? If I can remember them all, yes. So first up, Aberdeen v Dungeon United on Saturday and taking over 1.5 match goals and four Aberdeen corners and that piece 4 to 5 with bet 365. Match of the day in Moreau football, Ross County v St Johnston and again taking over 1.5 match goals and four St Johnston corners and that piece 6 to 5 and that's also with bet 365. Uh, moving into Sunday, Hibs v Celtic, I'm taking over 3.5 First half Celtic corners at seventy-five, and Rangers versus Motherwell. I'm taking over two point five Motherwell corners at four to five. Moving into the Scottish Championship, three bets here. Um, we've got Airdrie Queen of the South, and I'm taking Air over one point five match goals at seventy-five with Unibet. Dunfermline v Kilmarnock over two point five goals, and that is also seventy-five with Unibet. And last but not least, I'm taking Partick Thistle away to Wraith Rovers and Partick Thistle to score over 1.5 match goals at 17-10. to 10. Good stuff. Plenty of selections for us this week. Hopefully we can finish the month on a high. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And, of course, if you're not already a member of his private channel, then make sure you visit gambler.co.uk to join us there. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you all next week and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you. Good luck. Bye.